You're listening to the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com podcast. Hey, I'm Mike Stout. And I'm Heidi Rue. We're both full-time voice talent and owners of Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com. AVS is a recording and training studio in Atlanta with virtual options available to join. And ProVoiceOverTraining.com offers on-demand video resources to better your voiceover career. Our purpose in creating both of these is to give you the resources you need to create the career you want. And that's exactly why this podcast exists as well. Each month, we bring on an expert to share their industry knowledge, insight, and helpful tips. Visit AtlantaVoiceOverStudio.com and ProVoiceOverTraining.com for more great resources. Have you struggled feeling like, I'm just not getting enough auditions from my agents, or it feels like that you need more opportunities, or even just opportunities that are viable that you could book? Today's episode is for you. We have Nadia Marshall on the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio podcast, and Nadia is a successful voiceover talent, but she's also created a lead generation course to help with exactly what I was just talking about. Her background is she's been a marketing assistant, media coordinator, administrative assistant, so she really knows a lot about organizing, compiling data, but not only is she a successful voiceover talent, she's also an opera singer. She's got a lot of talent, but the reason why I asked her on the podcast Podcast today is to talk a little bit more about this course and how lead generation can really help you and help your voiceover career and elevate it, get those good clients that are repeat clients so that you can create a great full-time income from voiceover. Nadia, I'm so glad to have you on. Um, we've known each other for at least a couple years, right? Has it been like- yeah, because we did meet at VO Atlanta. I yeah. think it was 2022. Two. Okay. Say. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time. Um. I don't know time. <laughs> I don't know time anymore. <laughs> After COVID, I think that that is, it's a construct. It's a I construct. know. I know. I have no idea. So, anyways, but it's so great to have you on the podcast here. Now, you have a really cool story because you also are also very talented um, singing as well at opera. But how did you get started in voiceover? Sure. Uh, So my start in voiceover was actually from opera, believe it or not. Uh, There was a woman I had met when I was in high school, and uh, we were part of an opera chorus for Carmen. I met this woman, and she was a, you know, she's a Brazilian voice talent. And so we clicked because she was a very fun and energetic person, and we had kept in contact. And after I went to Florida State for my vocal performance degree, uh, my bachelor's degree, we, again, had stayed in contact. And after I had finished it and graduated, you know, I was like, hey, I'm going to be back home. It'll be great to see you. And she's like, you know, have you ever had a thought about voice acting like we talked about before? And I was like, mm, not really. But she says, why don't you, you know, come over and we'll talk about it. And what a great representation of this community, like some of the most supportive people, right? And I went to her house. She showed me her booth. She showed me like how she use a certain casting site. She gave me some of her old equipment. Like she was so wow. kind. Yeah. Wow. So I always like, you know, keep in touch with Sumaira and I tell her like, it's all thanks mm-hmm. to you. So she was really the start of it. So it was her kindness. Yeah. Wow. That is so amazing. And that is a great reflection of the community. That's what everyone says too, is, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that they're like, whoa, this community is so helpful. They're so nice. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, it's it's definitely the, the most supportive and 
kind artistic group I've ever had the pleasure of being a part of. Because, I mean, like, you know, nothing against opera. I understand that. But it's a little yeah. cutthroat or it's a little bit like, ooh, well, <laughs> let me see if I can get her sick so I can go on. You know, like, not quite, but it can get that way. Whereas with voiceover, we just want to support each other. We just want everyone to get work. Mm-hmm. So Now, not only have you really grown your own voiceover career since then, but you've also just created a course called Lead Generation Blueprint. Mm-hmm. But before we even talk about that or get to that, can you tell people, I know that there are people listening right now that are like, what is lead generation? What the yeah. heck is that? Can you kind of define that? Tell us what it is. Sure. So uh, lead generation is a pretty broad term for a section of marketing, which is essentially trying to get information or email or the phone number or whatever, some sort of information about someone that you would like to eventually work with. So we call them, there's usually three tiers. So they, we call them like a lead when we don't know anything about them. They're cold. And then a prospect where it's like, you know, they're warming up to us a little bit. We may have the potential to work together. We don't know. They're interested. And then, of course, a client of someone we work with regularly, pretty regularly, what have you. So there are about three tiers. So lead generation is compiling the data or the information to then reach out to that person or to generate that to kind of help your business grow. Because ultimately, we want to get more clients, right? We want to build our business. So lead generation is the act or the, the way to find that information for that person to then reach out to them and then hopefully convert them to be a client of yours. So, yeah. And it's obviously impacted your voiceover career, right? By doing this, how, how have you seen it impact it in a good way? Absolutely. I mean, depending on what you want to focus on, if there are certain genres that you think, you know, oh, I did one, let's say, medical narration job and I actually really liked it and I kind of want to do more. So if you are focused on how do I want to target this for my business, I feel like lead generation is the best way to do that because mm-hmm. then you can find, let's say, people who are voice buyers in the medical narration field. You could find pharmaceutical companies. You could find you know, even like dental clinics, you could find whatever it is and target specifically to them and say, you know, here's what I can do. Maybe you have a medical background. Maybe you studied as a nurse before you got into voice acting. That's a great way to reach out to them and to kind of, you know, open the door and have a conversation. So I feel like lead generation's an even more targeted way to really focus on something that you want to do to build your business. Plus with the internet, as dangerous as it is, it can be very, very helpful in order to find that information across the world. So not just in your backyard, but in other countries that may need exactly your voice. You might think to yourself, oh, I sound like everybody else in my city or in my state. But to someone else in Romania, you're going to be this new, unique thing. And they're going to be like, wow, you're absolutely perfect, Heidi. We want you to narrate our uh, module about whatever it could be something medically specific and you could say okay yes that's what i want to do so it it's a great way to really target as to what you need or what you want to grow specifically for your business and so you feel like this is imperative on top of like having agents and online casting sites absolutely a career why do you feel that way so we have ebbs and flows in this business, right, with any performing arts business. But I feel that there can be times where things go quiet. So you go on a casting site, let's say you're on Voice123, for example, 
and you're getting a lot of auditions or a lot of you know potential things coming in your inbox. But then for whatever reason, the month of June, it's quiet. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I'll still keep auditioning. But instead of getting my usual whatever it is that you normally do per day, you might get one or two. Right. Nothing wrong. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, oh, I suck. No, no, don't, don't think that. It's just, you know, the way that things happen to be. That having that extra little bit of something outside can help to keep things moving and not keep your eggs in one basket, as it were. Even with agents, sometimes they send you a bunch of auditions on a Friday and you're like, oh my gosh, why didn't you email me earlier in the week? Or, you know, so it just kind of helps to keep things equally balanced, as it were. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. So with your lead generation, what do you do with that information? Do you cold call like, and ah, that's so scary to most people. Um, I mean, what do you do with that? Right. I know some people, I'm not a cold calling person myself, but I know some people who absolutely love it because they're like, no one does cold calling. And I find it more power to you if you can do that. I'm not that person. I I get the same thing of like, oh my goodness, but I have to answer the phone. But I find an email, keeping it short and sweet to the point uh, and really curating it to how the client, how are you serving the client? How are you helping them or this eventual client? So, you know, giving them the information they need, keeping it short and sweet, directing them to your website or sending them to a landing page. Let's say if you have, you're reaching out to an e-learning lead, so you send them to your e-learning specific page. Fabulous. Mm -hmm. It's just a way for them to get to know like, hey, I exist. I can serve you. Here's some more information if you're interested. Yeah. Just having some sort of generic email to start and then obviously a follow-up email and continuing on from there as you were. But I would take, I hire a lead generator myself now. At the start, I didn't, but I, I use the information that he has compiled into a spreadsheet and then I will go in and email them myself. Okay. What are some of the biggest challenges that you've seen even doing this course that, um, that voice talent have faced with lead generation? Mm-hmm. I'd say, I mean, clearly there's, there's a need because whenever I've scrolled through Facebook groups, people are asking, well, like, how do I find a lead here? Or like, oh, I'm struggling to find this email or like, I don't know where to, uh." you know, so clearly people are asking these questions. I find that one of two things occurs. One, people are tending to see the same exact results every single time they use, Uh let's say Google or they use LinkedIn. So things aren't fresh. They're just doing the same thing over and over and they're struggling. So finding some sort of additional way or an unconventional method to find leads, or they're struggling to find an email for someone. They only have the generic info at or hello at, and they don't have that specific person's email for them to directly contact them. Yeah. Is that what motivated you to even start the course? Or Yes. Yes. I was with my accountability group at the time. and. I kept talking about, I'm like, God, like, why hasn't no one talked about this? Like, no one's giving any, you know, Mm -hmm. webinars or any sort of things or any presentations. And like, why? And everyone was like, sounds like you need to do something about it. (laughs) (laughs) I love your group. Oh, my goodness. It's a bunch of great, great. And I'm like, when I see your posts, I'm like, I'm kind (laughs) of jealous that I can't like just pop in there. (laughs) Um, It's a great, great group. So that is so awesome. Okay, so you mentioned on the course page that learning about lead generation um, can allow you to do it for others. So mm. if a voice talent takes your course and they're like, 
I learned how to do this and now I can actually get paid to do it for other voice talent, which could be an additional revenue stream. Yeah. Is that right? And how to... Uh, so it, I feel, I, I, my course, I feel like it's a great way to train someone if you don't okay. know anything about it, specifically if you're training someone to help you find leads for your voiceover business so that it's more of a training module for that. But what I meant by that is, let's say it is a voice actor who's maybe starting out. They don't maybe don't have an agent yet or they don't have a, uh, as many casting sites or they're kind of getting started or they just want to earn a little bit of extra money and they want to be a voiceover adjacent service provider for another voice actor they can then be able to you know take that course know all these different things and have more confidence that if they do serve that other voice actor they can find leads much quicker much easier much more efficiently um so like for for example va for vo if they wanted to present themselves as a va as part of the va for vo database they could then be able to be like well i took this course and i feel really confident about it and then the person hiring them could be like okay, great. You know, so it's more more for that. Of course. That sounds great. And just if you're listening and you're not sure, we've talked about VA for VO, but it's Mm -hmm. virtual assistant for VOs. um, And it's a website and we can put a link in the show notes too, if you're interested in either hiring other VA or becoming a VA. It's a great opportunity for just some additional revenue. Um, Okay. So if you were to tell me like, what all is involved, like what people will learn from your course, what Mm -hmm. are some of the highlights? Sure. So it's six modules currently. More will be added in later. But I go over really, really specifically section by section. So we start with search engines and just how to really utilize all that a search engine has to offer, really knowing the ins and outs of Boolean searching. So Boolean operators being like and, or, and not. Mm. But I go into even more advanced methods. So ones that Unless you've done extensive amounts of research, maybe in academia, you might not be as familiar with these. So going into those. And then for social media, you know, LinkedIn and other platforms that a lot of voice buyers use, like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, you know, YouTube and Vimeo. Everyone forgets about those. I do. And, I forget about Vimeo. Yeah. I forgot that that thing. Was exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I go, into, <laughs> I go into detail as to how you can even find leads through those as well. Because um, a lot of our voice buyers, our creative directors use Vimeo quite mm-hmm. frequently. And then uh, all the features that are available on LinkedIn. And then some other kind of unconventional methods of how to find leads that you might be thinking, oh, why didn't I, why didn't I think of that? Like that's such a, you know, light bulb moment of I could find a lead that way, you know, software that we use every single day or, you know, whether it is through other conferences or through other awards. Like I break down different awards by genre. So things like that. And then I give you some bonus materials as well um, because, you know. Because you're awesome. Because Because I want people to feel special. (laughs) (laughs) You're generous and you love it. Um, That's so awesome. Can I ask you a question? Now, I did not ask Nadia if I could ask her this beforehand. That's okay. But. I trust you. I won't won't ask you numbers or anything. But what do you feel like percentage-wise? Like if you were to look at your voiceover income pie. Mm. What percentage do you feel is coming from your lead generation work? Mm, that's a good question. I would say maybe about 35%, mm. 30 to 35%. I mean, yeah. you know, certain things could be SEO, certain things right. could be, obviously, like we said, agents or casting sites too, or even recommendations or production rosters. So I, maybe I can I can add 
lead generation to include like mm. rosters of production companies too. Uh-huh. So it could go a little bit higher, but I would probably say 30 to 35%. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is still good because it, and I could be totally wrong, but I know for myself and my career, when I have done those types of things, the, the, um, the clients that I've gotten from like just, you know, reaching out specifically, maintaining that relationship and developing that relationship. Those are the people that come back for repeats. Exactly. And they come back directly to me. Like the amount of in, yes, it's a lot of investment at first because you're not sure, you know, you have no idea where this relationship is going to go. But yeah. once it's, once it's secured, there's so, there's so little work that you have to do after right. that right. because they'll just come to you directly. Uh, you don't have to audition and I, no. Yeah. They vetted you. That you you've taken yeah. the time to let them know here's all the services I provide. They checked it. They know you can do a good job. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna trust you. They're gonna be loyal to you. Yeah. The other thing that I love about what you're doing, and and um I think this is so valuable for voice actors because okay, so I've been in this industry for over 15 years, right? It is more competitive now than ever before. Yeah. There is so much competition. I mean, Mm. you guys, like before we had this like tight little knit group of voice actors that were like full-time professional voice actors in Atlanta, you know, and now it's like, there's, I I couldn't count, like, I don't even know. There's so many. And of course, you know, we have the studio now, so we're training people to be voice actors. Um, But, and that doesn't bother me, but you have to realize that if that industry is continuing to grow and bigger people there's more competition yep. so that means we can't do the same things that we did before exactly and expect to get the same results yes so and it doesn't mean you're bad it doesn't mean you're awful and doesn't mean you're you know you failed as a voice you're actor. adapting to the times right. you're 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 shifting changing you know we have to adapt yes we need to mm-hmm. and i think that it's great i have said so many times that especially with ai and all this stuff the thing that's going to rise above all of it is those relationships. Absolutely. You cannot replace human relationships. A computer cannot remember some guy's, you know, d- new dog that he got because you talked to him about it in a session. Like right. there are things that it cannot be replaced, but we can take back the control by being able to do things like Nadia's teaching with the lead generation and, um, and making those relationships. So I just love it. Sorry. I got, I got no, I, I love it. That. I, I was like, rant yes. away. <laughs> <laughs> this is so important. And to be able to connect, you know, that you are the one that's connecting to that person is so yes. big because right now, a lot of the buyers, I mean, they're going to online casting sites or whatever, and they're just throwing it out there and they're getting back, you know, dozens, hundreds, whatever um, auditions back. And this is a way to be able to stand out and make that connection with that person. So, Mm -hmm. um, I love it. Um, is there anything else that you would, um, give as advice to somebody that maybe is just starting out in their voiceover career, um, that you learned or that you felt like was a struggle, but you learned how to overcome it or. Hmm. I feel like, so I, mm, so when I first started with voiceover, I think a thing that can be a bit frustrating for a lot of people, but I was already used to it being an opera singer, mm-hmm. is rejection. I was used to it. It's every other Tuesday for me. I'm used to rejection. <laughs> we get, for opera, we have, when someone sends you a, a no, like a rejection letter, we call them a PFO, a please F off. 
So oh, we're quite, <laughs> quite used to those. So I would say rejection, especially for someone who is beginning and maybe isn't used to the performing arts, it can be a bit mm-hmm. disheartening to think, well, like, I still haven't gotten a job. I still haven't. Because it's a marathon. It's not yeah. a sprint. And things like these methods of you, you know, growing your business in other ways. So it is through casting sites. It is through agents. It is through lead generation yourself. It is through, you know, whatever it, it could be. These are ways to minimize the amount of rejection, like to kind of even out the odds in, in a way. I think lead generation specifically, anyone can really start. As long as you have a well-treated space, you have some sort of portfolio, if it is a website or a SoundCloud or something, and you have an email address, you can technically start reaching out to leads right now. Mm. You don't have to have the commercial demo and the agent in order to make, you know, there are prerequisites to everything, yes, but I think those prerequisites are a little bit easier to to kind of dive in or to jump in. So. Really, anyone from novice to pro can get started, which I think is is kind of a beautiful thing compared mm-hmm. to some other things that may be a little more of a bar- barrier to get into. Yeah. So I would just say, utilize the community. I mean, we've we've talked about how supportive it is. I mean, even if you're feeling rejection, reach out to a fellow peer or have an accountability group or utilize these people that are here. We've all been in the same boat. And we all know how to support each other. So I would just say, you know, lean, lean on your peers because there's a whole wall of us there to, to kind of push you, push you back up. Yeah. So. I love that. That's great. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to order a bumper sticker that for you that says rejection, <laughs> just another Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's really what I need. <laughs> I am. I'm going to think about that from now on. Nadia. Thank you so much for that. I love Thank it. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today, and we will put a link to your course in the show notes and where you can find Nadia. And um, also, I just want to say what she's doing with her accountability group, that is so valuable. If you can find a group, that is so, so helpful. Sometimes it's really hard because, you know, there's, it's hard to find people that are committed and consistent and stuff, but keep trying. So if you've even done it in the past and it didn't really work out, keep trying. It is so valuable. So absolutely. Well, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure to be on the podcast.